welcome to our podcast, She Inspires. A podcast created to inspire community, connection, empowerment, and courage. Designed for women who are committed to standing tall, living bravely, dreaming big, and celebrating life fully. I'm Gina Marie. Hi, I'm Haley. Hey, friends! Hello, my friends! We're so happy to be back with you! We sure are! And um, we have been deciding on what to talk about today for quite some time and um I just told Haley I was like I looked at all of our conversations like all of our mm-hmm. unleashed conversations and there's one big one we're missing and she's one like, big one what and I said sex sex <laughs> so here we go into the conversation that is not often not talked about. No. And we're unleashing it. We're unleashing it. And we would also like to warn those of you that listen with children in your car (laughs) and mom and Haley's dad. Dad, stop listening immediately. Stop listening. This is not an episode for you. Turn it off. (laughs) You can re-listen to one you've already heard, or you can wait till the following week. We'll have one out next week. Don't worry. This one is not it for you. (laughs) We've giggled about that for a while. It's just so funny to know that they listen regularly, and this one is not for them. This one's not for them. Not for the parents. Love y'all very much. Love y'all. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. We'll see you next week. And for the rest of you out there, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And I think that it's, so our last episode was about Haley's new relationship. Yes. Haley's new man. my new man. And I think that it's the perfect next step. Like, sex, intimacy, how do you move through that in a relationship? Yeah, and it's something that is, it is important. I mean, it's such a key aspect of a relationship and such a key component of it. And though, you know, what I can say too is we didn't, in my family, we did not talk about sex Mm. when I was growing up. Um, You know, in in my family household, it was always, you don't have sex until you're married. Yes. Yeah, it was, you do not have sex until you're married. And then sex is for married people. Mm -hmm. People who are in a relationship and married. And so, you know, sex was something for me even growing up was, it was almost like it was taboo. Yes. And that wasn't something we were talk- that we talked about a lot. And I remember, <laughs> I remember my mom having the conversation mm-hmm. with me, you know, and talking about that and going through that with her. And then after that, though, it was off limits. That wasn't something we discussed. Yeah, my family, same sort of thing that you're talking about. Like sex was for marriage, and um, that was that. Mm-hmm. However, we actually in my family we talked about sex because my parents wanted us to know like how important it is to a relationship Mm. and um, I remember I've had many conversations conversations with my mom with her being like listen this is a crucial part of a couple's life Mm -hmm. and um when you're ready to have the, that that conversation, mm-hmm. not just knowing what sex is, but when you're ready to have that conversation, we can talk about it. So it's it's pretty interesting, though. I mean, I would 
definitely say that I've had more conversations with my mom than I've had my dad. However, my dad has been present when we've had conversations. <laughs> That's kind of how my family does things. Yes, it is. So, um, so yeah, it's it's really interesting. I think I've talked mostly with friends. Yes. Yep, me too. Most of my sex education came from my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And having a group of girlfriends that I could really trust and confide in and talk to and that, um, you know, I have been really blessed to have... Oh my gosh, I've had girlfriends like of all, like just across the whole spectrum. Mm -hmm. Girlfriends that have been really open with their sexuality, that Mm -hmm. have had sex with a lot of people, and are just very free with that. Mm -hmm. And then others on the other side of the spectrum that that haven't so much. And Mm -hmm. then everywhere in between. And I remember, you know, even all through high school and growing up in college, it was me too. It was my girlfriends who I confided in Mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness for them too. Yeah, no, really. For sure. And I think that I've had, of course, conversations with um, my boyfriends in the past. Mm-hmm. And that's shifted. Like, well, I remember having conversations with my high school boyfriend about it. And the only conversation that was really had was like, I want to have sex. <laughs> from and, that end? Yeah, from yeah, his I, end. I know. And me being like, not yet. Yeah, not going to happen. That was, that was literally my high school boyfriend and I too. He was like let's he's like I'm ready I love you like I want to have sex with you Mm -hmm. like let's do this and I was like no I'm not ready for like no I don't think so like I'm not ready for that and um this is (laughs) so I went to boarding school which means that in boarding school you can't go in each other's dorm rooms so if him and I were to have sex or like to hook up to do any of that it has to be done very strategically which means it's either, like, in a field somewhere, <gasps> in an empty classroom, in the oh, laundry wow. room, in a These hallway. Ideas. These like, suggestions. <laughs> where, where are my boarding school friends? Y'all know what I'm talking about. And, like, I remember him even one day being like, babe, I'll put, like, a coat down. Like, I'll make it really comfortable, really special. And I was like, no. No, sir. It is not happening in a field or in an empty classroom. I'm not somewhere. doing this on a desk. <laughs> this is not how this is going to oh, go. Oh, wow. But sweet boys, I mean, the, to boys, that's like how they connect. Yes. Like, that is their intimacy is through sex. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, so I've never had sex with my high school boyfriend. Me and either. I remember that that's actually um, why we broke up in the end, is he had had a little too much to drink. And he just went off on me mm. and was like, you're the only one that doesn't want to have sex and da 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 like comparing our relationship to all of his friends' relationships. And I was like, I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm not ready for that. Like, mm-hmm. I just knew right then and there that that was not going to happen with him. And so our that was one of the main reasons why we ended. Yeah. Well, that was me too. Mm-hmm. Same thing. And I remember he would tell me, you know, he had friends that were like, why are you with Haley? Like, well, you shouldn't be with her anymore. Like this other girl, there's this other girl who is, she's so sweet. She's wonderful and beautiful. And he was like, his friends were like, she'll have sex with you. And I'm really like, then go have sex with her. Exactly. I am not, I am not any, and we, we did too. We broke Mm -hmm. up. And I think that was likely the main reason. Mm -hmm. And, And 
And there's like part of me that can see why too. It's like he was ready to move to the next step and I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so there was that, that disconnect and he was ready to go further. I wasn't. And so that was that. Right. Well, it wasn't, I mean, I could say honestly that it wasn't until Rob that I was really, uh, that I could say that I was really ready Mm. because I had never felt this way about someone and I had never had someone feel the way that Rob feels about me mm-hmm. and I never felt so supported and trusted and I remember that um that when it came to that time in our relationship trying to figure out like how do we move into the next episode what is what does it look like for us like what does intimacy what does sex look like and I remember moving into that space with so much ease compared to in the past yes. when it was like I felt a lot of pressure mm-hmm. yes 100 percent I was always, this is something that, like, I'm probably still working on. I was always the, uh, quote, unquote, prude one. Me too. Yeah. I I remember being called that in my Mm -hmm. past. And that really affecting me, especially Mm -hmm. when, you know, because I could look at some of my girlfriends who I loved dearly and they were more open and they'd have sex earlier or have sex with people who... They didn't know. Yeah. Or random people or people they met at the bar in college and could do that easily. And I was never one that could. Mm-hmm. Like, it never felt authentic mm-hmm. to me and correct for me. And I remember, you know, even in high school and in college, like, like being called the prude one. Yeah. Because I wouldn't put out and I wouldn't do that. And it was, um, that was hard for me my whole mm-hmm. life. Even now, I, I think, so I'm like, am I that? I don't know. Maybe. And if I am, so what? Right. I so what? That that's simply how I feel and and where I am. And so I, you know, I with my college boyfriend, so the the boy I dated in college for a couple of years, he I remember um, him and I slept together and we waited. And we dated for about a year and a half, almost two years. Um, but we waited and I remember a few months before we did sleep together and that was correct for us. And I remember I wanted to wait because I wanted to be in a place where I did feel comfortable, mm-hmm. where I fully trusted him, where I knew it was going somewhere, where I, um, you know, there's something that, and I've heard people say this before, and I like can totally relate to it now. It's like, there's no going back after sex. Mm-hmm. Or there's no going backwards. And I, and I wanted so deeply to, to take it step by step. And he was very supportive of that. Mm-hmm. Um, my college boyfriend was, and um, I was so grateful that we did, and I just felt really safe. And supported with him to do that. And to do it in a safe way. And to trust him to also be only sleeping with me. Yeah. And not other people. Yeah. Which was great. And what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what I wanted with intimacy and with a partner was, um, uh, what's it called? Like exclusivity mm-hmm. or, you know, just like mm-hmm. it, to be just us. I didn't ever like the idea that I'd be sleeping with someone and they'd be sleeping with other people too. Right. Or vice versa, even for me. Like, that wasn't something I wanted to do. Yeah, well, and what something that's really interesting in my um, experience with sex and and all of that, I um, grew up in a very strong religious family and, like, was told, you know, like what you said earlier, like, don't have sex till till marriage. However, it was almost, like, even more than that. Not from my family, but from the church side was like, if you do, it's bad, or it's wrong, or all of that kind of thing. Yes. And so, when I started having sex, like, there was a 
way that my body was um, like rejecting it at first. And it was very hard for me to have sex and very uncomfortable and really painful and like more than just discomfort. It was like full on, like I would cry, it was hurting so bad. And um, so I've had to take on different types of techniques and, and all that to like allow my body to release and be open to it and stretch. And um, I really do feel like that that shame and that guilt, I don't know how to say it, but I really do feel like that my body was closed down to it, shut off to it. Yes. And so it did take a partner like Rob, my husband, in order for me to now enjoy sex. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can relate to that too. It was. It was something that there were times when I, in my past, when I've done it, that you know, the same thing. I feel guilty about mm-hmm. it later. Or like I had done something wrong. Right. Or I had done something bad because I wasn't married. Mm-hmm. Or I weren't together. Or like I didn't love him. You mm-hmm. know, like there, there are partners that I've um, slept with once or multiple times who we were not in a relationship. Yeah. You know, and we were not together. And um, that would bring up usually the next day or even in the moment feelings of that is this wrong mm-hmm. or bad or... Um, you know, does this make me a bad person for yeah. doing this? And it, you know, it's it's interesting, you know, where I am now and, you know, even in the relationship I'm in now and um, with my mister and that mm-hmm. he, you know, it's actually sex and intimacy is just a really fun place to explore mm-hmm. with him and with someone who I, you know, trust and want mm-hmm. to be with and want to continue growing and evolving with. And it hasn't always been that way for me, especially in my past. You know, sex and alcohol have also been, have always been very collapsed Yes. Thousand percent. Like, I, I don't know, um, even my boyfriend in college, but the other partners that I've slept with, people that I've slept with, most of the time, I've, the alcohol's been involved. Mm-hmm. That's been part of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it creates a different experience. Yeah. Than, um, you know, being intimate with somebody, one, when you're sober, and two, just like a not, um, it is not colored by alcohol or by parties or by like the mm-hmm. social aspect of it. It like takes that away and is, um, allows for just like intimacy between two people. Right. And you can have conversations about it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you can just after, when, during, before, <laughs> when you're at dinner, like whatever you're doing, like you can talk about about things that work for you, things that don't work for you, yes. things you want to do, things that you're curious about. I think that that's also super important with the intimacy part. Yes. Like being able to feel like you're, like you trust the person. Yes. Enough to, to speak and be heard mm-hmm. and listened to. Oh, I agree. And I think that's something that, you know, from my experience growing up where like we didn't talk about sex a lot mm-hmm. and um, it's something that I've had to work on is being more communicative about it mm-hmm. and being able to speak freely about it. And and I agree. I think that's so important because our society doesn't talk about sex a lot. We see sex a lot, mm-hmm. right? Like in advertisements and movies yeah. and like, like sex is around a lot. And, like, open, honest, authentic conversations about mm. what works and what doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. Like, between two partners, this isn't something... I don't know. I don't want to say it's not the norm. And, though, to be really that open with somebody is something really special. 
Yeah, well, I was listening to this podcast a few weeks ago, and the guest, her name is Sex with Emily, and she mm-hmm. has, like, a very, very popular, well-known um, podcast, which everyone should check out, by the way, if you want to. I listened to a few episodes, and she said that the one thing that, um, that she, one bit of advice that she would give to couples is to communicate about what they want and what's not working for them. Because what happens with most couples is they just think, oh, that's just how it's going to be. And then they get bored. Or then they start looking elsewhere. Or, you know, whatever it might be. And so she was saying that that's, that's the piece that really is super important if you are in a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, and I can see why. Because just like anything else, like in being in a relationship, like I want to do things that support my partner. Right. And that's everything from... Like Gina Marie's shirt, like making coffee in the morning mm-hmm. to cooking dinner together to driving someone to the airport mm-hmm. to staying up late so you can see them to sex. Mm-hmm. Like why wouldn't the same, like that same principle applies for sex and yet I think so many times we don't go there. Like mm-hmm. asking a question like what do you want? Mm-hmm. And what works for you or to express hey that's not working for me. Right. Or another thing that's very um on my mind right now with my relationship is that because of our schedules, because of Rob's schedule, because of my schedule, Rob, my husband is working a baseball season's about to start. He works for the Astros. And so he has, I mean, full weeks of games where I don't see him, you know, because he'll get home and I'm already in bed and I wake up and he's sleeping. And so really scheduling, Mm -hmm. like we have to talk about it, not only about like, what do you like? What do you want me to work on? That kind of thing. What do you want me to do? Um, but like, okay, we've got a schedule this night is like not only date night, but this is sex night. This is this time is for us to connect. Sexy time. You know, and like even it's so funny. So Rob and I went on a date on, um, Saturday night we had a wonderful date. It was so much fun. We went to dinner. We sat outside. It was beautiful. All that kind of thing. But I told him, I said, we have got to start figuring out when it's going to work for the both of us. Cause yes, it is planning the night. And then it's for me planning the time of the night because when we get home and I've had a margarita mm-hmm. and I'm full and I'm tired mm, going to bed at nine o'clock sorry like this shop is closed like it is not <laughs> it's not gonna work for me so literally what we did is we went to dinner at 6 p.m. we went to dinner at 6 p.m. we got home at about like 7 30 and I and at eight o'clock I was like it's go time. Like, this <laughs> is the time. We've got an hour, and we've got to get going. Otherwise, I'll fall asleep. And yes. so we've really had to talk about it. And and I know that for some people, that's not very romantic or, like, takes, like, the specialness out of it. For us, it that's the only way it works for us. That's how it works. It's logistics. We talk mm-hmm. about that all the time. Like, success is 95% logistics. Mm-hmm. You want to be successful at sex Plan it logistically. Yeah. At least in some way, shape, or form. You know, and, and I know that too because there are times when, you know, it's like we'll go out to dinner from him working, me having to be at yoga. Yeah. A lot of times we're not going to dinner until 8. Oh, God. 8.30. That's such a late So we're at, di- we're at dinner at 8. <laughs> yeah. We sure don't get done. And I, this is something that I love about my misters that we go out, when we go out to dinner, we usually have very long dinners. Yeah. Like, we just sit at dinner and talk. And it'll be like, 
11 o'clock and we're like, oh shit, like we gotta go. Yeah, the restaurant's closing. Literally they're <laughs> shutting down the restaurant around us. And so we'll leave, but then that means we're getting done dinner at 11. Mm-hmm. There's a late night when a homegirl's gotta be awake at 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And so I get it. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. And you know, people have sex at all times during the day. Yes. And some some people like morning sex. Some people like night sex. Some people like lunchtime sex. Like, yep. whatever. And so it might be different between you and your partner. It would mm-hmm. be different between you and even, like, different partners. You know, it's, like, so interesting for me in starting this new relationship, too, is it's, it's just so distinctly different than any relationship I've ever been in in the best way. And though it means... There's new things to discover. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it's finding what works between two people. Yeah. And like you said, what works for y'all is sex, sexy time at 8 p.m. Yep. And we got to schedule it. And we've got to look ahead at the calendar, that kind of thing. We already have this week's plans. And, <laughs> and so then we're ready to go. That. You know, and I think it's going to really support us, not only because our, our schedules are so mm-hmm. different, but it's also, I really think it's going to support us if the next step for us is kids. Because yes. I've heard that that's even more challenging to try. you got to have much time. more sex. You know? I think. I mean, I could imagine. I mean, and, and like, when you have the kid, like, you know, where do you, where, where, where are they? Exactly. What are they doing? Like, when I was a child, every Saturday morning, I don't know if I've shared this or not, every Saturday morning was my parents' private time. <laughs> and I would wake up and want to hang out, and they were in their room. And I, and I knew that, and I wasn't supposed to go in there, and the door was always locked, but I would definitely check it. And one day in particular, I went down there, and I was like, where is everybody? And so I got a brilliant idea. I was going to get my coat hanger, and I was going to unlock the door. And thank God my father heard and like <laughs> ran and, and you know, opened the door and was like, Gina Marie, go back to bed. Um but that, even, like, looking back at that, that's a, a relationship. My parents have a very happy and healthy relationship, mm-hmm. and that was routine. Every Saturday yes. was their time. Yes. I remember that, too, because I think about um, some – what did I find? Oh, my gosh. So I found – Dad, hope you're not listening still. Dad, please turn off. Dad, please stop listening. I remember I asked my mom. I was like, Mom, do you have any hairspray? And this is when I was younger, and maybe I was in high school, and she was like, yes, in the like, cupboard in the bathroom. So I ran in there, and I opened the bathroom, and I'm looking around for it, and I find KY Jelly. <gasps> That's hilarious. And I was like, ah, ah, I can't, like, I can't. And oh I, like, ran God. out of there. I was, like, mortified and embarrassed and by myself. It's not like anybody else saw. But I was like, I remember thinking later, like, you know, if my parents are still having sex, mm-hmm. I I hope I am, so, like, no, I'm not going to say I hope. My plan is to mm-hmm. still be having sex until I can no longer have it anymore right. with my partner. Right. With my husband, with who I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. Because that is a sign of, it's, it's such an important part of mm-hmm. our relationship that they still have a healthy, loving, yes. intimate relationship. Absolutely. Still grossed me out. Well, you know, at least you weren't, you didn't walk in on them. Exactly. Some of my friends did. Same Z's. Some of my guy friends have stories People about that. People still talk about that. It was like, <laughs> very scarring, you know? So. Well, and you know, and it's interesting because it is scarring. And though, you know, I love how your family talked about it more. And it's, and I, like, I can't imagine, no, I know. There's not a right or wrong answer. Like, it is going to be different for every family. And though. If we talk about these things more with 
our children, with our families, mm-hmm. with our with our friends, to let it be something that's not so taboo, both within like the the immediate family mm-hmm. circle, but also like in our cultures. Totally. And I know that with different faiths and religions, that's a way bigger topic, you right? Know, a way bigger conversation. Right. And though, like, why? You know, I am just in my adult life. What did I like start realizing that? sex actually wasn't something to that was bad or to right. feel guilty about right. that it was actually something to be explored in a healthy in a safe mm-hmm. in, a, in a loving environment some kind of loving environment right like um just having love for another person yes um you know having that be something that supports a really healthy fun activity yes because that is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and, and I do think that, you know, we were made a certain way. Right. And we were made to be able to have orgasms and mm-hmm. to have pleasure and to be able to enjoy sex. Not have it be something either that's not enjoyable mm-hmm. or that only has to be had because you're trying to have a baby. Or that, you know, whoever, like whatever million reasons there are to or not to have it. And, um... What I want, you know, for my life and in my relationship that I'm in now is to have a really healthy sex life. Right. Yes. Planned, unplanned, however it goes. Exactly. It doesn't really matter. There's just like that that that's there mm-hmm. and that it's healthy and that it's that mm-hmm. is talked about and that um And you have your attention on life. it. Yes. Because it's so important. Yes. You know? Yes. I think we did a good job. I hope you guys like this episode. I mean, I really feel like oh, we did a good job because this is a conversation that really had us with the giggles earlier. We and were now, really giggling. And now we're more serious and focused. We are serious. We're focused. I could talk about it forever, it seems like, at this point. I know. I know. So, um, yeah. Thank you all for listening, as always. And thanks for... Um, for trusting us with these conversations. Yes, for allowing us to have them, for supporting us in like having a medium to, to talk about this and that you bring it forth in your lives in whatever way that. speaks to you. Yes. And so keep keep talking to us. Keep communicating with us. We love you guys. Plan your sex. Have happy, healthy sex lives, all of you. Mwah! Love you. Bye. Bye.